Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. It's good to be with you. I hope you're finding the Bible a source of comfort during these trying times. One of the things I enjoy doing on this program is answering Bible questions submitted to me, so I hope you'll feel free to send me one. And here's one that came my way just recently. Bob, I am deep diving into the subject of prayer, and I have a question regarding 2 Chronicles 7.14, the famous prayer, If My People Who Are Called By My Name. I followed the teaching of a former rabbi, and he had mentioned that much of the Old Testament does not apply to Christians. I believe that I am an heir, according to biblical teaching, in the New Testament. Would it be accurate to use this prayer for America? Okay, well, first of all, let's take a look at this passage. Once again, it's 2 Chronicles 7.14, but let me read the whole thing, and it is probably familiar to a lot of you, because when people are praying for America or whatever country they live in, they view this as a promise of God, that if the land's getting so sinful that people ask God to forgive them, and if there's repentance, then God might pull back and not allow a military dictatorship or communist government to take over their country. Anyway, it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So my friend is asking if this prayer counts for America. If Christians pray this on behalf of their own country today, whether it be America or wherever they live, will God answer it? Or is it, as this rabbi said, something only for Old Testament times, something that only referred to the nation of Israel? This word was given to King Solomon at the dedication of the first temple. And it's true that this passage in Chronicles refers to a promise God gave the nation of Israel specifically. But my friends, here's the thing. God's nature doesn't change. And since Christians have a responsibility to pray for whatever country they live in, I believe we see modern day application. For example, I'm reading now from 1 Timothy chapter 2, the Apostle Paul writing, I urge them first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. There were many Christians in many different churches throughout Greece and Asia that were reading this letter. This letter went to Timothy's church and then it got disseminated. It was the Roman Empire's government that they were living under. And notice what Paul's saying. Pray for your kings. He means the emperors. He means the governors. Pray for them. And he gives two reasons. One, that we may lead a peaceful life. I always hear this from Christians. Persecution is good for the church. No, it isn't. Now, Paul wasn't afraid of persecution. He got persecuted often, was frequently in prison, and he eventually died under the wicked emperor Nero. He was not willing to compromise his faith. So Paul is a man that was willing to go through persecution, but he's saying, there's nothing wrong with praying for a peaceful life. And then he says, this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. So a peaceful life is more conducive to the gospel. We live in America, which at the moment, by a thin thread, is still a republic, is still a free country, at least it's supposed to be. It's becoming more of an oligarchy. And the more free we are, the better it will be for the gospel, for the rights of the church. Anyway, was the promise in 
Second Chronicles given to Israel specifically? Yes. But in light of this similar admonition in the New Testament, the concept is transferable and very important. This is Bob Siegel making the obvious obvious.